Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning into the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind the scenes exclusives. All thanks to E Entertainment's Maria Menunos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! There, Z Nation fans. Welcome to another episode of the AfterBuzz TV Z Nation After Show. Tonight we are talking about season two, episode seven, Down the Mississippi. How are we all doing tonight? I really enjoyed this episode. This one was a lot of fun, and I, I feel like we needed that. I thought it was great. I thought it was really good to see more of Sketchy and Skeezy and kind of see them in their element. Yes, it was a lot of fun. It was, as you said, definitely needed after last week's, you know, horrific um, episode ending. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a nice breather. It was well, a breather. Well, as you guys can see, we have a very special guest. So let us let me introduce my lovely panel, Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaxe, K-I-A-X-E-T. We are also checking the hashtag, which is EBTVZNation. And we're going to have the live chat pulled up on the monitor. So those of you who are in the live chat, we can see what you're saying. Back from across the pond, Michelle Cullen. Hello, everyone. I am back. You can fo- you can follow me on Twitter at Michelle underscore Cullen. Tweet at me. Tell me your feelings. It's fine. And our very <laughs> special guest, Matt Sedeno, who plays Vasquez on the show. Awesome. Thanks. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you Thanks so for much for joining Thank us. You. We are super excited. I'm your host, Megan Salinas. Let's get the ball rolling on this one. So... I, I want to talk about this intro, because we start off with two guys just walking down the road, and they get approached by an evil dentist. <laughs> it's this dentist. Yeah. It says dentistry on the side of the truck, and it's essentially an ice cream truck, because it's playing that little tune, which is about the dumbest thing you can do in the zombie apocalypse when they're attracted by noise. Is there a dumbest thing you can do in the zombie apocalypse? <laughs> there are lots pretty of dumb far up there. <laughs> There's yeah. probably a list. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure Check someone's it. made a top ten dumbest things in the zombie <laughs> apocalypse. Probably. I wanted to get your guys' take on this opening, though, because it's one part genuinely creepy horror movie, because you got this guy with, like, ice cream truck music playing, uh, luring in people to their deaths, but at the same time, with this lever, it was a very cartoonish way of executing it. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of you know, construction that went... I'm sure that truck did not do that originally. <laughs> just thought it was hysterical because it's like, I'm waiting for... I'm waiting for... Oh, he's putting them under with gas. This is not gonna... <laughs> I wasn't waiting for that. Right? That was an unexpected surprise. That was surprise. amazing. 
Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. It was entertaining, nonetheless. Um, <laughs> but I didn't find it cartoonish. I thought, how else are you going to get him ejected into the, into the back? I mean, for me, it was very much a reality. You, know? you can't just toss so, him in the back. You need a lever and, and an entire. Yes. There needs an entire engineering setup. It's right. hygienic. You're not touching them then. That's true. It's safety that way. Yeah. You know, if, they, if the guys in Jurassic Park had had this ki- type of technology, they wouldn't have had any trouble getting the raptors in their cages. That's all I'm saying. I feel like Jurassic Park had a lot of other trouble um, than just that. Yeah. So much However, they should have consulted Z Nation. They should have. at least yeah. incorporated that contraption. In Jen, what you doing? Hashtag Z Nation science, right? Yes. Exactly right. I just, I think there's nothing more sketchy, besides sketchy, than a dentist in the zombie apocalypse. I know, I just, right? That's not. I would turn around. I I love clean teeth. I hate bad teeth. I would turn around and walk away and be like, I'm fine. I'll figure it out. And just <laughs> someone know. who's offering out of the goodness of their heart. Have you flossed recently? Let's let's clean your teeth. Well, we're gonna put you under for this. I just I met mean, you. Going to the dentist is already scary enough. Like adding zombies and murder on top of it. That's just a little too much for me. Well, the two guys that they got, they did they did kind of fit the bill, right? Of. Uh, well, there's a few gullible suspects on this episode in general, and they, they definitely uh, they fit the mold, right? They didn't seem like they were the type to be too shrewd and say, no, <laughs> you look creepy and weird. You know? They're like, well, yeah, I could use it. This so whole episode that was seems just legit. talking tricksters and poor 10K trying to keep up. Well, it's, it's very That fitting. was hilarious, though. <laughs> He's a mute. Yeah. It's, it's very fitting that we get, um, you know, kind of these snake oil salesmen as, like, our opening because 10K spent so much time in this episode around two other snake oil salesmen. <laughs> so it makes sense. Who are just stringing him along. Oh, it's so funny. This poor socially inept kid is with these two guys who have charisma. Inept. He kind of is. He's a sweetheart and I love him, but honey... But somehow I'm, it worked, right? Like, it, yeah. you know, he fell right in. He's a mute, so he was a mute. <laughs> well, he had tried to make an excuse earlier and had just tanked it horribly. So it's like, nope, he's a mute. Do you, All right. Do you have a stutter, son? Yes, he does, and he is very ashamed. So thank you for bringing that up. Like, I love sketchy so much. Yeah, let's let's go. Since we're talking about it right now, we'll, we'll get back to the river stuff later. But having sketchy and skeevy back... <laughs> I think, I know we keep joking about it, but I think these two are genuinely going to be the ones to survive the zombie apocalypse. Everyone else on the show will be dead, and these two will somehow rise from the ashes like two cockroaches. That's it's ridiculous. what they are. They're, yeah. they're human cockroaches. I would love a flashback episode at some point in this series, just kind of showing what everyone was doing before, because I know we've gotten hints for some characters, like we found out last week that your character is a, was a DEA agent. agent. Maybe. Um, or was I? <laughs> that's that's what the camp I'm in was like, that was a beautiful sob story. Too bad it's a lie. Yeah. But, <laughs> but with all the smooth talking that Sketchy does, like I just want to know what he did in the world before the zombie apocalypse. I want to know if he was always, you know, hustling people or if he had an honest job where he was a smooth talker and it worked out well. Like, like he was just naturally charismatic. Yeah. Used car salesman. I was going to say door-to-door salesman. <laughs> door-to-door would be good, yeah. too. 
You'd be good talking you about America. <laughs> America. And not wanting to distract you with any fancy sales pitches. I like my coffee <laughs> black and my, my whiskey. Straight. Straight and my women tough. <laughs> well, and he was really playing to his audience and he knew how to do this. This is after a guy who said, oh, the worst thing that happened to us was the war of northern aggression that, uh, that immediately tells you who you're dealing with and how to deal with them. And he was very good at it. Did he throw in Clarence Thomas? I feel like I he remember. Did. I he, think did, he did. Right? He did. <laughs> There's just yep. a lot of references that... Not, not to I jump need to explain <laughs> legal history to you folks. You're yeah. smart. Not to jump too far ahead to the trial, but um, at, when he's giving his speech, I'm just really expecting El Scorpion to start going into the lines from Billy Madison and go, what you just said was by far the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Everyone in this courtroom is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> Guilty. They cut to Scorpion and he was kind of like, I feel like a scorpion <laughs> needed popcorn for this. He's yeah. just like, yep, keep going. This is the best thing I've seen all week. I loved his response. That was that was beautiful. But you're guilty, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to die, bro. No, <laughs> I do like, because, I mean, they took him away from his game. He was doing really well. So the least they could do is put on a good show. Yeah. True. <laughs> I'm still just kind of laughing at it. The whole... Whoever wrote this episode was a thousand percent on the ball, and this is really, really what we needed for relief after the past two episodes. Yes. It was John Himes. John Himes? Yeah. Bless that man. Yes. <laughs> I've said that several times. Bless that man. <laughs> he definitely, uh, I didn't think I was, because I was actually, I'm not going to lie, after last week's episode, I almost didn't want to turn on the TV again. I was like, I don't, I don't want to see any of our main characters die again. I am still emotionally wrecked from last week. I don't know if I even want to watch this. And this was, this was a really good way to be like, hey guys, it's okay. And it was like episode seven from last week, because, uh, uh, or last, last year season, a <laughs> little bit of a time difference there. But um, but episode seven uh, last season was the spaghetti western, and yeah. where we actually did have sketchy and skeevy. So uh, it, again, it was nice to have them come back, and it was also a very lighthearted episode where also Ten K got attention from a girl. So actually, there were a lot of parallels. Uh, to last season as well. There oh, were. last season, 10, 10K got attention from a girl? Yeah. Uh, episode yeah. Seven. Episode Maybe. 7 when they're doing the, the spaghetti western. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> 10K. I, I love yeah. that half the cast Baby is just steps. like, we're going to get yeah. you laid. Like, it's the zombie apocalypse and everyone has problems with that. That is a pressing matter that needs to be addressed. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, guys, we're in a horror movie. If he's a virgin, he's going to be okay. Well, it's always kind of important. You know what I mean? If you're going to exist on this earth, like, you know, you don't want to go out a virgin. Yeah. No, seeing these two guys uh, basically go up to 10K and be like, we're going to teach you how to live. Oh, it's just <laughs> the best thing ever. <laughs> but <laughs> I want to get back to uh, to kind of going down the river because one thing that we haven't gotten to see yet is traveling by boat. Because the, the first time we saw somebody traveling by boat, it was at the very beginning of the season. And ever since, it's been like, let's get to every car that we can. And so having to go south, like, hey, maybe going by river isn't such a bad idea. 
Uh, and I, I really liked this idea of going down the M- Mississippi because uh, what was it that was said that this is like the Tom, Tom Sawyer, the Tom Sawyer um, Adventures of Huck Finn episode yeah. <laughs> of just kind of going down the Mississippi River. And it really was between going down the river and lying to people. <laughs> there well, just wasn't a fence that was painted. And, That's and all we were missing. Didn't Huck Finn? It's been a long time since I read the book, but I feel like Huck for a while was with two like con artists. He was. For a bit. The Good king style. and someone else. I can't remember the other. It's been a long time since I've read that book. <laughs> it's been a long time since high school. It's been a very long time since <laughs> I've read that book. <laughs> I'm surprised I even remembered that. I was like, I feel like there were two con artists with our protagonist. Good one, Megan. Good one. <laughs> it's very impressive. It would have been better if I had looked it up. But <laughs> that's okay. I thought it was kind of ridiculous in a funny way. Like, it kind of set the tone even more for the episode that the the owner of the boat was just chilling under a blanket with all those zombies and he was fine and I was like of course you are and why, not? why not and why again not? this is another scene where we really see Vasquez's approach to getting things done in the zombie <laughs> apocalypse is very different than that of our heroes you know he's kind of more of a shoot first ask questions later or if like people around you aren't helping then they're useless that sort of thing it's pretty uh, pretty straightforward, I would say. Vasquez is, and and not really that colorful. It's it's very much to the point. Yeah, very much to the point. I mean, in the zombie apocalypse, yeah, in the zombie apocalypse, things are black and white. You have to just go for it. Yeah. Nope. Um, but they do decide to take this guy down the river, or this guy helps take them down the river. And I'll Let's be, be honest, real, they decide to take the guy down the river. <laughs> yeah, like, pretty much. <laughs> he didn't really get to say anything. Just a gun in the face. You yeah, know. yeah. And persuaded. <laughs> <laughs> Proper motivation. Um, so, but then we actually do get reunited with Sketchy and Skeevy again on the most random place you can possibly. And he's like a covered community. in like feathers, like he was he tarred was tarred and feathered. <laughs> Probably at Graceland, I would guess. And they were <laughs> in a paddle boat. <laughs> and Skeevy was doing all of the paddling. I just wanted to point that out to anyone who missed it. Sketchy, I that. That's sketchy nice. was just chilling with his feet up, just you know, enjoying the ride down the Mississippi during the zombie apocalypse. Maybe they take turns. I don't know. I Probably not. It. I doubt <laughs> it. <laughs> Probably not. But I as did. long as they don't hit a zombie jam. As long as they don't. And then they did. And then yeah. They do. But I did love hearing about all their adventures, like, after the... It makes me wonder, is like, could we, like, any time... That's why I'm always excited when they come back into the series. It's like, what have these two been up to mm-hmm. while we were gone? <laughs> and we have no idea if they're telling the truth. It could just be noodle incident after noodle incident. But, hey, whatever. It well, works. And then I we went to Graceland and... <laughs> I'm kind of tracking it. I don't think they've told the truth. (laughs) Something doesn't add up. (laughs) Boy, that's the first time that's ever happened. (laughs) I did love, thinking back to the FUBAR episode, they met Murphy like before the bounty was put on his head and before he became kind of this legend on the radio. And to hear them describe the Murphy (laughs) in his presence was just so comical. It was great. Do you think they remember well, probably not. I don't think they ever learned his name when they met him. So it, it didn't sound like it was a, a description of the Murphy, right? Like he was seven feet tall and he had hoofs like this and glowing red and eyes. Glowing red eyes and, <laughs> and Murphy spent most of the Fubar episode trying to get away from everyone else. Like yeah. that was not a happy episode for him. And losing a tooth in a guy's neck and yeah. then taking it back. 
Yeah, that was was gross. You're welcome for that (laughs) trip down memory lane, everyone. (laughs) That was super gross. Nostalgia. (laughs) But, but yeah, no, so these guys have been spreading tall tales, uh, which, again, is very fitting with the episode. They've been spreading tall tales about the Murphy and using it to their advantage. Because, again, they're Carnars, and that's just what they do. Um, Yeah, no, it's just the funniest thing. (laughs) Um, But... As you guys mentioned, they hit a zombie jam, and which is essentially a bunch of zombies just kind of hanging out in the middle of the riverbed. Well, it's like when you get sticks that are swept down river and then they catch on each other and suddenly you just have this island of sticks <clears throat> in the middle of water. It's that, but with zombies. It's they just zombie get jam. swept down the river and get caught on each other, so you just have this mass of zombies blocking the river. It's a thing. Yeah, I feel like this would have made the game Oregon it's Trail very different. <laughs> Oregon <laughs> Trail. You know that exists. Or- O-R-G-A-N Trail. It's the Oregon Trail of the Zombie Apocalypse. I kid you really? not. Really? Yeah. That's a thing? Yeah, that's a thing. Oh. Oregon Trail, like your internal. Like, yeah, like trail. O-R-G-A-N Trail. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That, but it's yeah, done that- in the style of the Oregon Trail. Do you still get, like, cholera and, like, things like that? I think you get the zombie virus. <laughs> I always because died in that it, game. It nobody really ever upsetting. recovered from cholera, and nobody ever recovers from the zombie virus. Now I, so, yeah, that's a thing that exists. I think I anyway. made it to Oregon, like, a total of three times. <laughs> I made it, like, all the time. What were you people doing? I mean, that's kind of what this <laughs> show is, though. Fifth grade Katie knew what she was about, man. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what this show is, though, because they're they're heading west. It's the Oregon Trail. Okay. It's the Oregon Trail. <laughs> that's but the overarching theme. It's really just that game. <laughs> we spoiled it, everyone. Although, if we anybody wanted to make an eight bit version, essentially died of cholera, and then we tried to bring her back. Oh. Carl Schaefer, we're on to you. <laughs> If Damn anybody it. wants to make an 8-bit version... I pulling his hair out right now. <laughs> Blasted after they Buzz. They discovered my secret. No, he's just taking notes at this point. But there will I, be a straight-up Oregon Trail episode next season. No, but I, I will say that as, fun, as funny an idea as that is, of just zombies being swept down river, and then all of a sudden there's a huge horde of them, I was actually really frustrated that this scene just separated our main characters again. I know that because we keep separating and having to come back together, and this scene in particular, I was just kind of like, well, if you guys just swim to opposite ends of the riverbank, like, wouldn't you be able to see each other or, like, wave or, like, I feel like you wouldn't have gotten so far separated just because, to me, the current in the river didn't look like it was all that strong. So, to me, it it kind of felt like a contrived way of just separating everybody, but I know I'm, I know I'm probably the only one that feels that way. You're the only one, Megan. (laughs) Because you have you no idea alone. what happens as soon as you jump in the water. The type of zombie intensity that we have to deal with <laughs> as soon as we get there is just, you know, beyond words. So it's very conceivable. Okay, it was contrived. You weren't there, man. You, <laughs> you don't, know. don't know what it's like. Man. Well, between flailing around and trying to get away from each other, and occasionally the current is a lot faster than it looks, especially the deeper you go. It usually is. It usually is. So I can definitely see in the trying not to die, everything else's secondary scramble that you wind up with some people over here and some people way the heck downstream over there. Like, 
I can see it. The Mississippi's a big river too. It is. It's it's a very huge. big river. Huge. I've never seen it. I've never been in that in that area. Don't yeah. go swimming. You weren't there, man. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. Again, um, you weren't there. I will. And also retroactive in the chat asking if they're trying to get to California, why do they keep going east? Fallout. They have to get around the nuclear fallout. Exactly. You can't just zoom right through. You it. have to backtrack a little bit and then head south. So well, yeah. And also, kind of going back in the chat a little bit more, I apologize, I don't recall who said it. Uh, someone made a comment about feeling bad for all the zombie extras that just had to chill in the water <laughs> for that scene, so I'm kind of curious. It's where real. did you guys shoot that scene? What? I'm sorry, say that again. I was really, I didn't realize it was that. What that river slash body of water did you guys go to film that in? That particular one was in the Spokane River. Okay. How cold was it? I... Uh, it was a very hot day. It was okay. actually um, an unusually hot summer in Spokane this oh, year, man. like record breaking. I'm sure um, that made it super fun to film. Yeah. Oh, it was lovely. It was <laughs> so, so lovely. I think we had like 10 days with 100 plus temperatures oh. in June. Wow. So that kind of kicked off our summer in June. Uh, so yeah, it was actually relieving. So it was nice. Too. So it's like everyone in the water. Yeah. Yeah. So all the extras are like, so yes. The extras had it easy that day. They got to <laughs> yeah. relax. Actually, did. It's good. We actually have a question on Twitter uh, from Mike underscore New York. Uh, he wants to know, Matt, if you were a fan of Z Nation before coming onto the show. Uh, actually, I had not heard of the show before I came on. Honestly, hadn't seen many sci-fi shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. So uh, no, I did watch the season before I joined, uh, but I, I hadn't heard of it. Nice. Yeah, no, there are a lot of... This is a really underrated show. There, are, I feel like there are a lot of people that discovered it on Netflix that didn't uh, catch it on its original run that became fans afterwards. That would be oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> I would be one of those people. Yeah. I, I think the Netflix run doubled the fan base because oh, when yeah. it went up, so many... I keep seeing all the tweets about, yeah, I discovered this on Netflix. It was on my front page. And wow, I'm really enjoying it. Like, Netflix has done wonders for this show. Do you guys have the uh, the statistics like worldwide? I know that it's either the most or the second most pirated show worldwide. Oh. Like it's viewed by a lot of people. Wow, I just that's seen weird. It. You'd think that would be statistics. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is number one. They might be number one. <laughs> Last time I checked, Game of Thrones was the number one most pirated yeah. show. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I've never checked the top ten for that. Check the number two. <laughs> Check the number two. We also have in the chat from Alicia Perez, do you think Vasquez might end up being the next member to die or that he might kill someone on the team? Guys, just because they're on the after show doesn't mean they're going to die. Although. You need to have this person on for this episode. Oh, okay. And then it turns out that they die in that episode, so it's our last chance to have them on the after show. And it's not the first <laughs> time that that's happened. So now all the fans are like, someone's on the after show. Their character's going to die. <laughs> That's not always the case, guys. I promise. Now that protest a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody spoiled me for this episode, so I was fairly certain you were going to come out of it okay. All right. Because usually if someone's going to die, whoever's booking me is going, no, you really need them for this episode. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> But working on the show, I mean, your character is a very action-oriented character. He's very forward-thinking, and he's in actually quite a few fight scenes. What's it like kind of working on the show, and especially in those really, really hot conditions now that we're hearing about that? Yeah, they were super hot. Um, if you notice, the action scenes kind of tapered a little bit for my character after episode two. Actually, on the second episode, we were shooting the scene. It was like the first up. It was seven in the morning. 
and I knew that it was going to be a very physical season. So I had been like trying to get in shape, <laughs> and I was running and doing all this stuff to prep myself. And wouldn't you know it, I didn't like warm up properly. So on the second episode, I'm like running through. Do you guys remember? Like I'm chasing Murphy through the yards, mm-hmm. and there's the uh, uh, the pit bulls and the fences, and I'm like having to cut through. I'm like on take number three or four, and I pull up because I, I snapped a, a groin. Oh a groin no! Pissay told us about that. She oh, did. did she? That's right. <laughs> yeah, she and I were both kind of like the walking wounded on that show for She's a while. Like, we're and then fine, you had a fight guys. Scene. Huh? That. And then we had a fight. Yeah, we had to postpone our fight scene yep. until like you know several episodes later until we were both kind of healed up and could do it. So it tapered, you know, since then, if you, if you really take notice, I'm like, you know, I'll bash somebody's head, but I'm not like sprinting around and, you know, <laughs> doing two action-y type of stuff. So, Well, I mean, you guys roll with the punches really well because, again, not knowing that you would never guess. Mm-hmm. So, again, yeah. it, it all comes out. It looks really good. Yeah. There was only a couple of instances that we actually had to have, like my, my, uh, my backup guy come in. Uh, he was our stunt coordinator originally. Uh, so for the most part, they were able to shoot things in such a way that I could still handle. Sometimes we didn't have to run and like cut back and forth. I was, I was okay. Yeah, there was a lot of running in episode two. Yeah. That was yeah. just an running. entire episode of running. Yeah. It was. And then death. Yeah. And then yeah. death. And then death. Just that reading that script, I was like, you know, I got it about <laughs> a month in advance, and I was like, man, I better freaking prep myself for this. <laughs> this is going to be intense. And then John Hyams, he wrote that and directed that one as well. So he's he's very much an action-oriented type of guy. So. I was going to say, I feel like it probably wasn't two pages, but I imagine that script being two pages. Like, running <laughs> is just constantly throughout it, and then there's maybe a paragraph of dialogue. You, no, see, that's a Doctor Who script. <laughs> no, that no, actually, episode no, two, it was very, very little on the dialogue. Most of that episode was visually driven. You're right, but the script took forever to read because it was so detailed like each one was filled with action oh, you know wow. what i mean it was very yeah. descriptive and then there would be a word and then a lot of description <laughs> action 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 and then a word so it, it was intense again because you guys are doing your own stunts is there ever a point where you're like i don't know if that's possible like can we even do that um no not really i didn't really encounter that and you know until i went too far with the groin but other than that um they all seem pretty pretty doable but I am Superman, so. <laughs> right. No big, no big. No big, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we, we should probably take a minute to talk to you guys really quick about iTunes before we move on with the show. Folks, thank you guys so much. We love hearing from you guys in the hashtag. We love hearing from you guys in the live chat. Um, and we would love to hear from you on iTunes, too. It means the world to us if you guys go to iTunes. Leave us with a five-star rating. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what your favorite moment from season two has been so far. We want to hear from you guys, too. And it's the best way to let our producers know that you like the show that we're putting on. It helps keep the lights on here in the studio, and it helps keep us in these seats here talking about this really awesome show. So thank you guys to everybody who does that. And again, to you guys in the live chat and the hashtag, you guys are just the best. We love you all. <laughs> so let's let's get back to uh, again. For me, it was contrived, but our our group is separated. And poor Doc in this episode, like this was really harsh <clears throat> to watch for Doc mm-hmm. because he's the only one that seems really genuinely concerned about actually trying to find 10K to the point where he's almost ready to leave the group over it. Well, and we also just lost Cassandra, which. 
I don't know, depending on how you define it, some people would think, no, we lost her at the end of season one, and this has just kind of been... And some people are thinking, no, she's super dead now, there is no... Basically, the divide between Doc and Murphy. Because Murphy is obviously still very unhappy with 10K about what happened, and is very much ready to just leave him. And has said so more than once, and also made comments about Cassandra, so it's just... You're not getting over that in a hurry, are you? Good. Actions have consequences. I I realize I took a really long pause before I started. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. I needed a moment of absolute silence. <laughs> and um, scene. And go. Um, I found it interesting. I do just want to say that 10K, the survivalist in the group, ended up on the east side of the river when everyone is supposed to be heading west and the rest of the group made it to the correct side. East side. <laughs> of the river bank. I thought that was kind of funny that the person who is inherently good at directions and surviving in the wilderness was Got on lost. the wrong side of the river. Um, I wouldn't blame them for that one, though. I do kind of wonder if it's because he's such a survivalist and he's done so well on his own for so long that they were less concerned and he still knew the plan that perhaps they were more comfortable leaving him behind. They also knew the rendezvous point. Like, everyone in the group knew about the bridge, so they were hoping that... It's in It's in my opinion that they were hoping quietly within their head and their hearts that he would just be at the bridge ready to go. I don't know that <laughs> that's necessarily like, true. I realize that's a really romantic... so long? Well, and yeah. so what Vasquez was thinking. Gosh, I yep. hope 10K makes it to the bridge. <laughs> you I heard really it here. do. Yes. I really do. And he's like, how long are we planning on doing this, guys? Time is money. Yeah. Or okay. whatever we have here in the zombie apocalypse. Is Murphy and Vasquez did not care. <laughs> okay, Warren so yeah, Vasquez Addy. probably didn't care so much. Warren and Addy were probably like, he'll make it, he'll be fine. He'll probably be at the bridge. And Doc was like, this is my surrogate son. Well, and I feel really bad for Doc. He and um, Murphy had this pretty good friendship, and it they turned on each other pretty badly. This it episode. is dissipated. Yeah, yeah very much gone. so. Yeah, I think they really focused on the bond between Doc and 10K. They really kind of wanted that paternal relationship with he, he and 10K, and it showed, you know. Um did it come across as insensitive for the rest of the group? Well, I know that Vasquez well, is a Vasquez, yeah. But everyone else pretty much understood that they had a mission and they needed to accomplish the mission and that they couldn't just stop because of it. But there were varying degrees of that. And then Addie telling Doc, we can't lose you, too. I need you. It's like, yeah, you've been losing people left, right, and center this season, yeah. haven't you? And you and haven't talked about it at all. And no. I would love it if you would open up. Nope, nope, nope. Keep that inside. She doesn't. She just breaks. (laughs) But um, but the with with this whole thing, um, because if they don't accomplish their mission, then that means everyone they have lost along the way has been for nothing. And so, like, I guess when you when you reach that point in your journey, you're like, we have to make it to the end, otherwise they died for nothing. So that's another kind of like you have to get that in your head as kind of a way to help you move forward as well. So on the one hand, yeah, it would be awesome if we could take time. But and there's also that time thing too, because Murphy is a wanted man. If they dilly dally for too long, you know, somebody's gonna hop on their tail. That's the way it is. The upside is very few people seem to actually know what the Murphy looks like. (laughs) Seven feet tall, right? 
Levitating. Hoofs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the hoofs is always accompanied by this. Hoofs. <laughs> I'm positive of the zombie apocalypse. Instagram is no longer a thing. <laughs> well, but that's also, if you look at this, we're so used to having cell phones and saying, oh, plans have changed. I'll meet you over here instead. Or, oh, I'm stuck in, stuck in traffic. I'll be 10 minutes late. No more phones. No more communication. We got separated from someone in our group. If he doesn't make the rendezvous, that's it. We're done. We may never see him again. So that... It's definitely Very something different. that hits home phones, for this. Phones are awesome, guys. Awesome. Phones are great, guys. I don't actually dislike Instagram. I just really <laughs> want to express that. <laughs> um, I actually do, just kind of talking about material things, not to get on too big of a tangent, but I'm wondering about Vasquez's motivation because his aim is the bounty on Murphy's head, which I presume is money? And I'm wondering, like, what in the zombie apocalypse is, like, I know that they were talking about um, Citizen Z, you know, his whole thing is, like, you'll be offered a cure and all this other stuff. But with Vasquez, he wants to sell to the highest bidder. What is the currency of the zombie apocalypse right now? Because we're seeing that with El Scorpion, too. trying to think of what you guys have have seen, but through episode six... Wasn't it pretty revealing that that wasn't just his his mission? His mission is fairly singular in that of revenge, right? Because yeah. He, he opens up, gives the story of his family that had been uh, sacrificed by the cartel. So I feel like the group is just kind of secondary, and you know he can use them as a means to an end to get to the West to find perhaps the person who had done in his wife and daughter. Okay, so for him, his currency is revenge, then. Correct. It's a pretty singular, singular mission. Yeah. I still don't believe the story. Hmm? Which story? I'm, I'm firmly <laughs> in the camp of your tragic backstory was a lie. It aired on TV. It's real. <laughs> it is true. Okay. Uh, <laughs> when has TV ever lied to you, yeah. Katie? Jeez. But All the time. Do you watch Fox News? <laughs> but Ooh. Oh, zing. Zing. But, um, but, like, I'm just... Wondering about like the economics of the zombie apocalypse. Like, I know that El Scorpion rules through fear, but like, I don't know. I'm just wondering, and that maybe that's a question for like Carl and friends because I think it might be Z Nation economics. So originally, the the question was besides you know I think that my mission is very singular of revenge, but in terms of the currency, if we actually deliver Murphy, what's in it for us? Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think that it's probably twofold. We're hoping that he is, in fact, the cure, right? So if we're able to deliver him and save humanity, we'll be world heroes and we'll be, you know, lavished in whatever it is that we want. We will be saviors of the world and and monetarily compensated, rewarded somehow. So, Well, um, and theoretically, the world would be able to go back to normal right. and then yeah. all that stuff would have value again. Correct. All right. Also true. Theoretically. <laughs> I mean, and it's hinted at in the beginning of the episode when the fake dentists um, come across those two poor souls uh, that they accept <laughs> bullets, they accept medicine, you know, different forms of currency. It's very much gone back to the bartering, and I think that it would continue to be that way for a very long time. So it's bartering with most likely medicine, antibiotics, and things to survive because we'd still have Cassandra if she didn't get an infection Yeah. Yep. from a barbed wire. So, yep. It's the stupidest thing. That's the stupidest way to go. Devil's in the details. It really is. All right, let's um let's let's move on uh cuz we're uh there's still a lot to cover in this episode. Uh so Sketchy Skeevy and 10K run across this gang who very very much 
remind they they're very stereotypical of like ding 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 yeah ding, ding. that, that. <laughs> mostly that um, but it's the they're the type of people that for any of you who've seen Tucker and Dale versus Evil yes. they're the type of rednecks the college kids think Tucker and Dale are <laughs> if you haven't seen that movie watch it it's on Netflix and it's beautiful oh, anyway it is just a treasure but they they somehow convinced these guys that was it skeevy Yep, Skeevy was the Murphy, and they all can't wait to get bit by him to obtain eternal life. <laughs> now you have to stay where you are for 48 hours and don't wash the wound or anything. These guys were pretty sharp, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, they knew what was going on. <laughs> the red. <laughs> sure oh. they did. That's why they let a strange man bite them. Yeah. It's, just, it's so the concerning. Cure. On the health level, because human bites always get infected. Yeah, we they got some pretty gnarly stuff infected. going on in there. Infective, infected. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, exactly. That stump, something like that, killed Cassandra. You need to clean that. It's going to be gross. They should have thought it through. Yep. But um, but these guys come back during the trial, which is really great. So they let's hit us. Let's they the are while making their escape, they come across the dentist truck and they make their way to Burtown. I want to know where the dentists were at that point in time. It's kind of odd for them to just be not with the truck, taking a cigarette break. I don't know. I guess <laughs> I thought they were dead. So them showing up later was like, oh, karma's here. They were probably taking a leak. Yeah, that was yeah. probably yeah. Especially if they leave the keys in the car at the same time, having abandoned the truck. Are, are we still working on the list of dumbest things you can do in the zombie apocalypse? But you know that actually happens. We had that happen on set. We had a prop truck, uh, prop truck, full of all our guns and everything that we used for the show, and it had gotten stolen. Oh, just no! as the truck did. In reality, yeah, somebody had full-on stolen the truck and... and uh, That's really concerning. Because they, they probably thought they were stealing a truck full of real guns. It could have. That's, and it that's was, terrifying. And it was exactly that. The keys were in it. The driver clearly wasn't around the truck. And it was vulnerable at one point, And it was gone when we went back. How would you get it back? They actually they, they found it somewhere. They couldn't get the back open, so it was abandoned somewhere. But it was stolen. Uh, let this be a lesson to you guys. Always... Take your keys and lock your car. Well, if, it's, if it's <laughs> not yours, special. don't touch it. <laughs> yeah. It's not just zombie apocalypse. Yeah, there's no need to That's steal other right people's now. cars at the moment. That's just not nice. Um, <laughs> Noted, at the moment. <laughs> just, I am in the zombie apocalypse, man, anything goes. But um, So they make their way to Birdtown, and I want to know what you guys thought of this really messed up, <clears throat> oddly southern you know, town in Illinois. Or is, Are they in Tennessee by now? It's hard to we say. We don't know how far they got on the river before they hit that... Before they hit zombie. the jam, yeah. Yeah, the zombie jam. So Because that scene happened very quickly that I at first thought it was very... Like, they got on the boat, they got going, they hit the jam, and then they were done, and it was kind of back to where they are. And to be fair, they can't have gone that far if the bridge was still coming up. Yeah. Um, So I still think they're they're a little bit south of Springfield, Illinois, which is where Lincoln lived. And (laughs) it still had to be a town that was in the middle of podunk nowhere, even before the zombie apocalypse hit, because I'm, I'm still stuck on, yeah, the worst thing that happened was the war of northern aggression, like... Yes. Okay. Like, to them, the Civil War is worse than the, the zombie, zombie apocalypse. Do you know what I noted, though? That really what? made me happy. In the previous episode, there was the bus of Abraham Lincoln impersonators. And now there's the reference to the War of Northern Aggression. <laughs> oh, that's and I was true. Like, yeah. 
noticing a pattern, Z Nation. <laughs> That's I don't know that that was intentional. I'm a history nerd. Yeah, I can see <laughs> that. Abraham Lincoln. Well done. Abraham. <laughs> Abraham. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. Abraham. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln. Um, <laughs> but, like, the really creepy thing about this town is that they actively kill people and use the zombies that are left behind yeah. as slave labor to generate power in their town. That's really... I think calling it a moral gray area is a little bit of an understatement. <laughs> See, I'd be more okay with it if they just found the zombies. Like, oh yeah, these these guys were already dead. We rounded these suckers up. Unfortunately, nothing we could do for them. As opposed to the dentist truck, the dentist truck of doom. It's kind of like there there are already a lot of zombies. Like I feel like you just kind of take your let's face. make more. <laughs> well, yeah, these are our zombies. They're people. custom made. Well, what if you know you do the ejector truck and they land in the back and the zombie has broken legs? What do you do then? It's a waste of a zombie. <laughs> That's why you find working zombies first. You don't just go out and make them. There's no call for that. That's a good point. You know, why don't they wrangle the zombies? Actually, that doesn't make much sense. Probably, I'm I'm going to guess is that their mentality is that wrangling up, tricking live people and just killing them and turning them into zombies is way safer than trying to wrangle actual zombies. That's true. I believe at one point they also mentioned they wanted hardworking zombies, so I think they went after able-bodied humans. They want fresh zombies. Yeah. People who who still have the capability of running, probably. And you can't Mm. really tell how fresh a zombie is if you come across them. Yeah, no, you got to get up real close, and that's probably not safe. (laughs) You know, just corral some blasters and drag them halfway across the country. That works super well. Those things, if those things come back... If they could, what do you mean if? If they could never come back, that'd be fine. <laughs> I there's I will be gobsmacked if we do not get more blasters in this. They're future. the coolest zombies. They're the best ones we've got. No, they break they Murphy's really power and they're difficult to kill. They're awesome. I will say I saw a picture that kind of went around on Twitter after that episode that kind of just they had a boy band pose going on and it said <laughs> worst boy band ever and I that I enjoyed that about them. I don't really like them existing, but I thought that was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know that the crab walking one in the front was just (sighs) super creepy. But I want them back because they're really well done. They're well, they're they're interesting. They're very interesting. Did you say you want it that way? (laughs) (laughs) Only if you tell me why. (laughs) (laughs) We need to stop. No, no, we don't. Well, we need to stop, otherwise we'll just be singing boy band songs for the rest of the show. I don't understand um, why that's a problem. You kick <laughs> it off. Tell me why. No! I mean, nothing, but we got the headphones. <laughs> that's a move. Yes. So, uh, uh, that's when 10K comes across this uh, this young lady who's eh, who's formally... It's who's not even deceased. comes across. They've been making eyes at each other for the past, like, five yeah, minutes. And then she like puts her hand on her gun and like walks an hour. off. She puts her hand on her gun and walks off, and he's, like, immediately attracted to that. <laughs> like, well, hello, yes, please. And he was probably like, oh, you're pretty, and she was probably like, you are despicable. <laughs> like, that's what her stare meant. But let's also, let's pick off the mute. Let's do well, that. Well, I mean, it's let's not like she... that one. She walked away, and he followed her... She took appropriate action, I think. You can't trust anybody in the zombie apocalypse. It's true. 
Just saying. Uh, especially people who you think are, are actively killing innocent people and bringing them for zombie labor. So yeah. how dumb is this? Like, I'm still trying to figure out how that happened with her. Like, did she and her husband get separated and she comes to this town and find out he's there? Or did they kill him in front of her? Or I don't know how that happened. Yeah, we didn't get a whole lot of details on... Maybe he died of natural causes, and they they were just like, oh, fresh zombie is right here. We don't even have to go pit. Could be. Put him to work. Yeah, exactly. Pull your weight. And um, with with this whole thing, and it's interesting, too, as to why she would stick around. Uh, Revenge. That's very true. But this whole town, to me, um, reminded me a lot of... I don't want to necessarily make the comparison to The Walking Dead, but it did remind me a lot of Woodbury. You have this very charismatic, you know, southern leader and a town that, like, uses zombies for their own devices. It was it was very creepy. Mm. This is like mm. the Woodbury trailer park, though. Woodbury adjacent? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, that That's true. Woodbury was very much like a gated community. Uh, this was a lot of, like, trailers and barbecues. Although yeah, it's very good. much a Woodbury trailer park. <laughs> but, um, but, but again... But I get what you're saying. It, it does very much parallel parallels. Yeah, yeah I, I, will, I will be honest, too. I was very surprised that these guys reported to El Scorpion. Like, when he rolled up for the trial, I was like, what is he doing here? He clearly has his fingers in everything. Like, mm-hmm. that... It's terrifying to think of how much power this organization has. It's probably the only organization that is still organized. I mean, think about that. You're in the zombie apocalypse. Government has fallen apart, both local and state and federal. And then these people are extremely organized, extremely well-armed, and probably have a pretty good place to hole up. Is it any wonder that they're in power now? They do do seem to have their stuff together. Maybe. Yeah, I I don't know how much we can give away, but you will find out more about their organization. <laughs> I interviewed Carl, and he told me a lot. <laughs> oh, he did? <laughs> yeah. Because some of you guys and your projections are pretty spot on, so that must be... We're why. all psychic. <laughs> <laughs> but but it is, again, it's, it's very fascinating, because I just thought this was this autonomous little group, and then here they come. So their infrastructure is, it spans over probably the entire country at this point, or what's left of it. And I feel like they must have more enforcers out there, but Scorpion's just fun. Maybe like, he's the he Midwest was... liaison. Because, I mean, and I don't say that as comically as it probably came out. <laughs> um, but he was in Minneapolis, and he's basically been following He was also in group. Wyoming. Yeah, he's been following our group kind of from the beginning, and at this point, he... Does he know... Actively, that Murphy is with that group of survivors. I, I don't think he saw them. I don't leaving. think so. I think everyone in Wyoming knows <laughs> that the Murphy We're looking at is you, there. Vasquez. But I feel like it's just been a lot of randomly intersecting with where our group is without specifically following the Murphy. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so we're all calling it the Murphy now. Well, it's I like it's, to call him Alvin. <laughs> <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Suiting. But it, it's something where it seems like it's too much of a coincidence for him to just be in the area where our group keeps popping up. So mm-hmm. there there has to be something going on. He's either tailing them or or this is just the biggest string of coincidences that we've ever seen. Or is it your fault? 
I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Am I somehow giving them information? You were on the walkie. I was on the walkie, wasn't I? Covering my mouth at that. Like I couldn't read lot. the lips or anything. Yeah. It was like, hablando en español. I do feel really bad because whenever there is a conversation in Spanish, I'm like, God dang it, it's been so long since I've spoken Spanish. I don't know what anyone's saying. Curses. Just put the Google Translator up to the TV. There you go. I'm just like, why don't we have subtitles? Does anyone out there know what they're saying in Spanish? I'm sure somebody does. <laughs> this I is would the point where I guess. This is the point where I hit up the internet and go, guys, guys, tell me. <laughs> but uh, to move on, <laughs> we should yeah. probably still finish talking about the episode um, because we have this scene at the bridge with Doc. I was so surprised to see um, to see her run up the girl that 10K had been talking to. But again, it made sense. I. I had been hoping that she would have run a little earlier so that she didn't miss them, but um, but it was really interesting to see that like she clearly had no allegiance to this group because of what they did to her husband. So it was, I was kind of hoping she was going to join the gang, but um, but yeah, no, it didn't look like that. That was a shame. Well, of course, yeah. one of our overarching problems is that we can't get 10k laid. That's true. <laughs> and that would be way too easy if she was part of the group. Well, she also just mercied her husband, so that's um. Uh, it's a little rough. That's true. Rough. But I, I do want to talk about this escape scene real quick while we still have time. Uh, because, that, that you know, they're getting ready to hang them, which is kind of an archaic and inefficient way if it, like, gives your heroes time for an escape. Do you think they just leave the zombies there? <laughs> no, no, no. They would they would put them to work. That's, that's a waste of zombie labor. Um... And yeah, I feel like they would cause problems. <laughs> <Just eventually>. <laughs> <laughs> but um but I, I did love this scene a lot because it was very reminiscent of uh the end of Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. I thought that was a ton of fun to just have our heroes come in guns blazing and save the day. Just felt bad for Skeevy because they shot down Sketchy and 10K, and then I thought there was going to be a third shot coming. <laughs> and then <they> just <laughs> it took a while. It took waiting for it. I was like, no. I just love that Addie's aim is that good with a one-handed grip on the gun because that that is incredibly difficult to do. That's why you usually see professionals have both hands. You just saw the look on her face too before she accomplished it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But it's just, this is not an easy like, thing to... It, got it. It looks yeah. completely badass, but it's very difficult to actually execute in real life. Have you tried it? No. <laughs> but I do a lot of reading. Okay. Um, I know this isn't actually how it happened, but I like to think they were both aiming for 10K's rope. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them just accidentally shot down Sketchy. It was like, okay, like, good enough. Sure, good enough. <laughs> That works too. Which is why the third shot wasn't coming. It's like we have priorities, we accomplish those pri oh yeah, okay. <laughs> but now El Scorpion has kind of another reason to chase these guys down because he was there when this firefight started happening. It's not like he let he was like, Okay, hang them and then left. Like they were actively shooting in his direction. He's not gonna take that lightly. That's right. True. <laughs> That's a dangerous thing to do to a guy who has a bazooka. I just loved him getting hustled off the stage by his security and still drawing his gun and getting into the fray. <laughs> just I loved it. I think that says a lot about the kind of man he is. <laughs> yes. He is a lot of fun. He just this whole episode was just like, I need to go make popcorn because this is beautiful. And he had his golf club. Yeah, he did. <laughs> did he? Yeah, yeah they yeah. interrupted his golf game. Oh. Yeah. 
Instead of the bazooka, he came he was out using of the car it as a with gavel. his golf club. I missed that somehow. <laughs> exactly, as the gavel. And and uh, we we had a question. Um, I want to say it was also from Alicia Perez, but I'm probably mistaken. I can't find it. But we have a, a question on the hashtag um, because the 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 whole the writers in general and the producers are very collaborative. Whose idea was it to have this kind of episode as like a Butch Cassidy um, and the Sundance Kid homage? Because we got that very much at the end. Yeah, um, I want to say that it was John's. I'm not entirely certain they didn't pass that on, but I think it was John's. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was fun. It, it was, was g- and uh, because the show also does a ton of different genres, I want to know what because we have the western, we have uh, <laughs> you know the Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. We we do a lot of different things. What type of genre would you like to see an episode cover that it hasn't covered already? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh Hmm. Well, we pretty much covered the gamut this season by the yeah, end of it. Yeah, no, there's, there's a tons lot of, of genres. Um, that's a good question. I'll have to get back to you on that. <laughs> Murder mystery. I left very satisfied <laughs> and not feeling like I needed to go into yet another genre. <laughs> I was, hmm, I was it's good. It's true. You get a little sci-fi here and there. Of course, horror. So, yeah, you get a lot of fun stuff in this Next week we have some good stuff coming up. We do indeed. So, yeah, let's go ahead and roll into predictions, unless there's anything else you guys want to talk about from this episode. Too late, light show. (laughs) We've come too far. We can't talk about the episode now. We have to look forward. We have to look towards the future. I feel like we have to talk about the preview because both the hashtag and the chat are going crazy over this. (laughs) Uh, George R.R. Martin zombie, you guys. (laughs) Hashtag winter is rotting. Was that yes. <laughs> that the tagline yeah, for this they were, preview? They were up in Spokane for Worldcon for the Hugos, which is when this was filming. So they just asked him in, and he went, yeah. So he filmed for an afternoon, and they got that bid, and yeah, good times. And um, we, we've heard, um, we heard at the end of last season when we had them, or at some point, this season, I don't remember, but um, we've heard that there is a person who collects zombies. This is from mm-hmm. Michael, right? yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So somebody who, who kind of is like a collector. Which for any of you guys who've seen that Treehouse of Horrors with comic book guy, it's going to be like that, but with zombies. That's really creepy. I kind of love it. But there's a guy just rounding up celebrity zombies because he can. I'm very intrigued who else is going to be. And- <laughs> In this little horror house. <laughs> I feel like George might be their biggest name. Probably. Because, again, it's, it's a small production shooting in Spokane. But I'm There's... also kind of hoping, like, Snooki is there or someone, like, bringing it back <laughs> a couple <of> years. <laughs> it's a small production shooting in Spokane. Bill Murray in zombie makeup. Bill Murray. Yes. <laughs> You know oh, that would. would be amazing. He would. Like, no, don't worry, I'm not actually a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> Just dress this way. It's no big deal. All right. Well, do you guys have any other predictions for for this week or for next week's episode? I don't know about next week in general. Just season overall. I don't think. Um, I think we're going to wind up with another confrontation. Confrontation. <laughs> it's been a really long weekend, you guys. <laughs> another confrontation between uh, Murphy and Ten K about you killed Cassandra. She wasn't really alive. Like. I think this is not going away. And we saw it dealt with a little bit in this episode, but it's this is something that's going to stick with them. 
and I think it's going to come back to bite them in when they can least afford it. So to speak, but um, Tish. Boo. <laughs> I can't word today. Give me that at least. <laughs> Boo. The I chat liked it. wants. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. See? See? Yes. I got the guy that matters on my side. <laughs> zombie Robert Pattinson. That's yes. The chat likes Zombie Robert yes, Pattinson. Yes, please. That would be hysterical. Wrong monster, but I. He'd probably be down for that. Oh, yeah. Honestly. No, he seems like he's got a really good sense of humor. He does. He does. Um, you have go to, ahead. to be in that um, movie. I'm intrigued because, as we saw at the end of last week's episode, Murphy handed Lucy off, and he clearly bit the couple, and I don't know why he's so fond of the cheekbone. Like, it's a weird, <laughs> yeah. it's a weird place, Murphy, to bite. But we saw what happened with Cassandra, and I don't know if that's because she was near death, but the couple was talking very coherently, much like Cassandra did after she was initially bit. Um, but I don't know how they're going to devolve with a child. So I'm curious to see what happens when that storyline comes back into play. And I also think people were asking in the chat what's been going on with Citizen Z because he's been out. He's been out for several episodes. Several episodes. I kind of think, and I don't know if it's not, I obviously don't know if it's necessarily true. We're in predictions. um, That he has left his bunker and he's trying to head down through Canada and into, you know, the United yeah. States to meet up with anyone at this point. I'm waiting for the moment where he shows up with his dog, just yeah. like on the road, and <laughs> he's like, I've been looking for you guys. I kind of feel like that's where it's going to go. He does have a train sled It's really dog. fun to hear you guys' predictions because some are very, very accurate and some, you know, it's, it's, it's just... It's like, wow, you guys are yeah. way off. Robert Pattinson yeah. is coming, we did get Carl on Twitter talking with, uh, he talks with DC Douglas, and it's the funniest day, because <laughs> DC Douglas was Pa Kettle, mm-hmm. and we did get confirmation that they will be back next season with Lucy, that Ma and Pa and Lucy will be back, but it won't be until next season. So we so are confirmed for season three? Th- as far as Carl on Twitter goes. There you go, guys. I mean, that's keep official. That's TV Carl, Carl on Twitter says there's a season three. I know you were asking about it earlier. So, so keep that one in the back pocket for now. And <laughs> Everyone. Yeah, Citizen Z does have a uh, train sled dog on the wreckage of a sled up there. So He does. Well, as, as creepy as the collector has been, I think he's going to be just like another one-off villain that we're going to dispatch with. Oh yeah! But I think the main problem, uh, going back to El Scorpion, is that he he knows who the enemy is now because he he'd met them before, but you know they were peons at the time. These and are there were who, a lot of people in that shootout in Cheyenne. Exactly, <laughs> in but Cheyenne. Um, so. I feel like he's going to start actively pursuing them if he isn't already doing that. Because I feel like if he is pursuing them right now, it's just kind of more of a casual tale. I feel like now that they've actively shot at him, they that he's going to make them, uh, you he know, higher on the priority list. That's my prediction. That's, anyway, that's gonna we're gonna have to have a confrontation eventually. That is going to come to a head, and that's probably not something that they're going to be able to take care of in one episode. Like, I can see that being its own little arc. <laughs> what I want to know, also, just That's talking good. about characters and character arcs, you just I want to know... popcorn, don't you? Mm-hmm. I just need that, yeah. I, I don't know how much I can participate because I have a certain amount of, you know, script. NDA. One yeah. thing you could tell us is whether or not Vasquez has a thing for Warren. 
<laughs> Are you sailing that ship? Define a thing. <laughs> Romantic interest, uh, platonic respect. The hots. Uh, <laughs> I definitely think it's safe to say there's a platonic respect. I mean, that was apparent from the get-go, right? She's a woman of skill. She knows what she's doing. She commands the group. Um, much of the same qualities and characteristics that Vasquez, ha- Vasquez has. Um, whether or not that really deepens... Uh, they explored a little bit, but not, you know... Well, we'll have to see. <laughs> <laughs> not to put you on the spot. That's, that's a little not. bit on the spot. But yeah, it's a, <laughs> it was a fun relationship um, based on respect. I like Mutual that. respect. Yeah. And Mike New York wants to know what uh, Vasquez's first name is. It does finally come out, uh, but not until like episode 12 or 13. Oh, okay. So do I disclose that now? I don't know. Do you, I, <laughs> well, if we know it's coming, it's coming. Use your best. It's coming, Mike. It's coming. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah. Stay tuned. All shall be revealed. No, <laughs> this show. No. <laughs> well, do you guys have any other questions? I think that's about it. Well, I want to know, do you have any other upcoming projects that you can talk about? I know it's really tough with NDAs. Is there anything uh, coming up for you that you would like to let our viewers know? Uh, I did an episode last last year of the, of the show Power. Do you guys cover Power? Oh. Yeah, mm. and they asked me back for a few episodes this year. Nice. So I've gone to New York for one, and I, I shoot a couple more. Um, so, ironically, for power, I play one of the cartel members. Here, I'm a DEA agent, <laughs> cartel member there. So, uh, it's been fun kind of straddling the line for, for both. But uh, that'll probably start airing, I guess, next June. Cool. Right. All right. Tons of fun. Keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so, so much, Matt, for, for taking the time to come down Absolutely. and sit and hear us theorize wildly about the show. No, Exercise you guys are... A lot of fun and, and fairly precise. I think that you are psychic. <laughs> to a certain degree. Now I'm trying to remember what I said. It's a good workout for your poker face. Thank goodness we yeah. taped this. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna go back. What Analyze it frame yeah. by what frame. What does he know? <laughs> what is the expression on his face when I say this? I actually do have, uh, not to not to keep jumping around, but I actually do have one more question. Did you have to do any research about the DEA before going into this role? Um, well, I have two cops that are brothers, so I did consult with them, and they actually had a couple of consultants there on set for the first few episodes. Um, so a little, a little research. Okay. Yeah. It's cool to have right. that like source of information there to kind of build off of. Definitely, and both physically as well. Got to learn how to clear the rooms appropriately. Both uh, Kalita and myself work together to to do things properly because. There's cops that watch the show. And if you don't do it right, <laughs> you hear know. about it. Doesn't you get tweets. Especially with two brothers. Yeah. And I'm the youngest one. You get the phone call right away if something doesn't look right. Like, Why Yo, would you dog. do that? Yeah. You know my phone number. At least consult. You know. So, two seconds. That's all it would have taken. Yeah, two seconds. So, yeah. Try to do that to, to, to look as real as possible. Well, again, it ends up looking great. We really, we're really enjoying it. Oh, yeah. So, again, thank you so, so much for coming on to the show uh, to just sit and chit-chat with us. Where can fans go if they want to find you online and keep up with all your projects? Uh, well, I'm on Twitter, uh, at MattTedenio.com, and uh, not .com, just at MattTedenio. <laughs> it's it's I'm newly on Instagram, just kind of joined the Insta family as well, so same hashtag, same handle for Insta. Cool, mm-hmm. cool. 
Michelle, where can people go if they want to uh, keep up with you? You can find me on Twitter at Michelle underscore Cullen. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kiaxet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. And I am on so many shows here, you guys. <laughs> Minority Report, Blind Spot, The Muppets. Ruby's coming back. We're having our first episode next week. That is exciting. I'm, I'm so super excited. To that. Hey, guys, I'm Megan Salini, so you guys can tweet at me and Instagram me yeah. at the Manguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I don't know. Uh, I guess people post on Instagram or something. Um, but I am also <laughs> on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz. I also write articles for the Movie Chick, Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check out the Movie Chick uh, movie news show every Tuesday. We will. It's going to be a hoot. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you to everybody on the hashtag and the live chat. We will see you all next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.